everybody, I'm Jody Marks, and welcome to Breaking It Down with Jody Marks, brought to you by P3 Theater Company, where every week I sit down and talk with a new group of panelists who not only help educate us all, but also help give the Black community a voice on topics and conversations that should have happened a long time ago. You can also watch the show live by going to P3 Theater Company's Facebook Live every Wednesday at 6.30 Pacific Time, where if you have a question on the week's topic, we'll be happy to answer it. Now sit back, listen, and learn, because we're about to break it down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Breaking It Down with Jody Marks. My name is Jody Marks, and today our topic is going to be being a voice for the community through art. And we have an amazing panel for you for, t- for today. Can I talk? Okay. Hello. So, um, so the artists we have today are Deja Iman, Khadija Barnard, and Taylor Fagans. They are amazing artists through, you know, the USA. Cause we have what, Taylor, you're from New York right now? Yep. Deja, you, you're from Atlanta. Yep. And then we have Khadija in Hollywood. Yep. Thank you for being here with us. Especially Taylor, I know what, it's 9.30? Hey, I ain't going to sleep till midnight, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm up, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) for this show, um, we're going to be getting into topics of, you know, the community through art, which means music, spoken word, theater, painting, etc. Anything that is a creative outlet. So when I say art, just know we're speaking all terms, not just painting, if that makes sense. So our first question is, can you all give everyone listening a little background into how you all became artists and what you have been up to lately? Uh, Hey guys, my name is Khadija Bernard, as we said, and I became an artist. I would like to say I was always an artist, but didn't know it yet. Um, I've always been creative. I started drawing when I was like really little. All of my family are artists, but um, I'm the only one who decided to pursue it. And how I decided to do that was I wasn't doing that well in high school because when I'm not interested by things, I kind of don't do them so I wasn't really doing my work and it showed and I was just like you know I'm not gonna I'm I know I'm not gonna use the Pythagorean theorem I'm not gonna use any of the any of the stuff that they're teaching um so I told my mom I really wanted to go to school for singing and um I auditioned for AMDA College and Conservatory of the Performing Arts in LA and I got in so I went from North Carolina small town Asheville North Carolina to um LA in 2013 to pursue um, a major in music theater Graduated three years later with my BFA, and I have stayed out here ever since. I'm still currently in Hollywood, Um, but what I've been doing now and since then is with everything going on in the world, I um, was like, you know what? I'm not about to go back and work for anybody else but myself. So I've been trying to figure out how I can use my voice creatively um, to serve like my life and help others and service others. So I actually um, created my own company called Culture Tunes in which I um, take um, animated characters and cartoons and have them reflect um, black culture and black experiences, something that I don't really see um, often um, or at all, but um, through like, Art has always been like a major, major, major part of my life. And I see myself um, always being creative. 
Um, and since then, I've also, I'm an actor as well. I've um, been on Shameless, fortunately. Um, I have done numerous performances um, off-Broadway or um, in certain theaters locally here. Um, started working on background vocals with certain artists. So I kind of dabble in everything um, and I just love being creative. Oh, also follow Culture Tunes at culture underscore tunes, culture with a K. Oh, I love that. The Taylor. Uh, wow, wow, wow! Yeah, I, I'm gonna follow that up. That's that's amazing. That's a lot. <laughs> Thank Over you. Here. I'm like, is there anything I do other, other than sing? Do I cook? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so I'm Taylor. I'm here in New York. I became an artist. Um, I grew up in California. Um, I was in California all my life. Um, didn't figure out that I wanted to do anything creative until high school um, when I saw people singing on stage um, through choir and I was like oh I guess I want to do that uh, so I did that and football and then eventually left football to continue to sing um, and yeah so then I went to college um, for musical theater halfway through realized that I actually like writing more than I like being on the stage um, and then eventually moved to New York and started, I still act here and there. Um, I went to Oregon Shakespeare Festival to be a part of a show there. Um, but mainly, you know, I've written, I've written a musical, I've written some plays. Um, I'm working on other projects in New York. Um, I write songs all the time just cause they just happen. Um, something happens in the world or honestly, sometimes I just get bored. I'm like, I want to write a song today. So yeah, that's that's just kind of what I do, and that's the kind of art that I do too. Not as much as Khadijah; she over there just killing the game. Stop. She really is. She's a businesswoman. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you both are very dope. I think that's all amazing. Thank you, Jody, for having me. Um, my name is Deja Iman. Um, my pronoun is they. I'm a queer artist out here in Atlanta. What I do is cultivate shows and streams of income for queer artists at once a week, just so queer people of color can have a safe space and a place to perform, not only them, but also myself. I'm a singer and a songwriter. I just came out with an EP not too long ago, almost a year ago called Fake Happy. Um, and that's really what I do. Same with Khadija, same with Taylor, musical theater, you know what I'm saying? Musical theater kid, um, always was a dancer, always was a singer, sang in choir also. But once I graduated, kind of figured I don't like the whole audition process. I think I just can audition in better ways, like putting myself forward as a performer, as an artist. So getting work in that way and just working it through there and writing a bunch of songs all the time. I love that. You all are so amazing. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here just like, oh my gosh, business. Oh my gosh, putting it out. I love that. So, but I really want to know, why is it so important to use your craft and speak up, especially in today's world? Well, for me, um, honestly, I think that's the whole point of music. There's no um, other reason, kind of like even in our craft, think about it like musical theater, we sing because there's no more words left to say, right? So imagine um, pain, joy, same reasons why you sing in a musical, right? It's like, 
for me, and again, I think for the idols, I idolize Nina Simone, Bob Marley, you have to kind of speak about what's going on in the best way you know how, and it seems like ours is creativity. So it's important because it spreads the word in a different type of way. Everybody learns differently. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gets awareness differently. And I think music shines it in a very specific way that allows you to listen, enjoy, and be moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I really like what you said. You said, um, you said, you know, everybody, everybody speaks out in a different way. I feel like that's something that I had to learn recently with my music and my art um is that like yeah you're right like you kind of that's kind of what music is for um i just learned recently that like yeah talking to people about like oh why aren't you out protesting why aren't you not doing this this and that why don't you you know why don't you get outside why don't you go do something and i had to sit i had to sit there for a second i'm like oh hold up slow down there i'm gonna go protest something but you know i'm processing some stuff And I had to think about it and be like, you know, like, like you said, in other, in other wars and other battles in history, like there were different pieces. It wasn't just like one thing. And art was always a part of it. Art was somehow always a part of it. I mean, you watch people be making propaganda films, people be writing music, you know, making posters. Like art has always been an intricate part of getting messages out and getting information out and getting perspectives out. Um, and so I feel like that's, it's been a huge part. Art has been a huge part of what's happening right now. It's happening today in the world um, because there's a lot of perspectives you can't see unless you hear it in a song or you see it in the video or you know you see it through art um, in general. Yeah. yeah. That's so true though, because I know a lot of people might not listen to what you have to say if you speak it to their face you know what I mean but like if you show them a song and that's how you feel they'll be like oh I get it now like it's so weird because you could literally be saying the exact same thing the exact same issue and they'll be like I don't get it why and then you'll give them a song and then they'll hear emotion in the like you know it's just like that I don't know something about just having just something I don't even know what it is if it clicks in our brain or something it's just like that emotion you get like a song that makes you cry you know or a song that literally will get you hyped up like you know what I mean you just feel that emotion and sometimes unfortunately you just can't portray that when you're just talking to someone and I feel like it's especially important right now because a lot of people might not want to have these hard discussions but they'll go and you know hide somewhere and listen to a song that somebody just made you know what I mean or they'll listen to a spoken word and maybe realize that you know their little bubble that they've created for themselves is not the right outlook on life so that's why I feel that art is so important for the community is because you know you're giving them like kind of a resource right it's not just something that they're just going to be like, eh, okay, it's like actually making you think and listen, you know, it's not like they're just going to be like, oh, and it also gets in your head. Like how many times we've we had songs or something like stick with us or even a visual image. And you're just like, wow, that made me think like all the images we're seeing like sprayed across everywhere. Like no matter if it's Hollywood, New York, Atlanta, all of the murals, like all of the paintings, you know what I mean? Like you walk down the street and you can't go anywhere without seeing like black lives matter. And I love that. Yeah. But like, why is that so important especially 
for the younger generation. You know what I mean? They're coming up and they're seeing all that. Why do you think? I feel like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for it. I feel like during this time, um, I've been reminded a lot of the quote, the revolution will not be televised. And I think in its original origin, it was meant to emphasize the importance of not just sitting around and watching the news because what's being portrayed in the media is not what's actually happening. And um, I think art has been a vehicle through decades and decades for people to really see what is happening and what is going on, um, whether it's music or uh, videos or just, just creatives in general. Um, a lot are the people who are in the forefront, you know, and who are um, creating new, new um, platforms and art to express what is actually going on. Um, and if anything, a lot of the music that um, we hear over the years, people have always been talking about their experiences. Um, and I feel like a lot of the things that happened over the years, like I said, is being portrayed through the vehicle of art regardless. Um, but then I also think, like, I often ask myself a lot, um, why was I given these gifts? Like, why else? Why not? Yeah. Like, why? I, I wasn't given the gift to sing, to act, to create, to draw, paint, whatever it may be that I'm, that I'm doing at the moment. Um, I wasn't giving all these talents just to sit on it, you know? Um, so why not create? Why not do what you were born to do, in my opinion? Um, I feel like not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Not everybody can uh, live through their art. But regardless of whether you do art as a hobby or you do it as a career and a profession, you still have a voice on whatever platform that you choose to use. So why not use it if you can do it, you know? Exactly. You know, because you using your platform like that, you know, you're being a voice for the unheard because I hate the saying like voice for the voiceless because everybody has a voice. You know, everybody has something, an opinion. So I hate that saying, but like a voice for the unheard because there are so many people that, yeah, they might share their stuff, but they're unheard because people are like, okay, there's, all right, I don't care. But for some reason, artists, you know, they get that like, oh, what are they doing kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's so important that all three of you have made art in this kind of crazy storm that we're going through, this life that we call 2020, have made something and have changed the narrative of the media. Because you know, the media is showing all the bad. And honestly, right now, there's still good protests going on, but you don't see them. Yeah. yeah. You don't hear about it. But then like, I'll see stuff on Instagram of a beautiful painting that somebody's drawn of people coming together. And I'm just like, see, there it is. Like, but the thing is, why can't the media show this kind of art? You know what I mean? Like, why do you think- I don't think it ever will. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was, the media is literally there to do that. Like the media is supposed to yeah. feed us a false narrative of whatever they're trying, whatever agenda they're, pushing uh whatever they want us to buy into for the moment whether it's literally buy like with our money or just like with our mind but I don't think the media will ever tell like the mainstream media will ever tell the full truth because it's yes. purpose is not to do that 
And I love this question because also pay attention. So many people die all the time on camera. So many animals die all the time on camera. So many white people die all the time on camera. Why are black lives repeatedly shown on camera 24 seven, seven days a week? Like, remember when all that happens? All you see is that video repeatedly, 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 right? And I've been telling people, pay attention to that. Even though they're broadcasting us, they're broadcasting us in only in a dark light, only in ways to show us in a negligent form. So no, no matter what, that stream of media wasn't even for us anyways. So that's why they're not showing the peacefulness because they don't care about that either. You know what I'm saying? As much as they're biased, no, like the things we the things we um consume, they blatantly show their racism. You see what I'm saying? And they blatantly show their disagreement with what we're doing, but they have to show it. You know what I mean? So they definitely choose to show the bad parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's it kind of falls on platforms like like ours where we're showing the good. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Cause like it it kind of makes like a fuel under you because you're like, that's not that's not my daily life. Like, that's not what it looks like. Like I wake up and I see love every day, you know, and I want people to know that. Or like, I see, I see it within my own community that a togetherness and they're trying to, and sometimes, unfortunately you see like, no, we're not together, but no, people see now, you know, we're always in the elements. We've always been together too. Yes, we have. And you know, art, art can be healing. I'll say that also, because right now, you know, everything going on, you kind of, at times you kind of have to like deassociate yourself and take it, take a moment for your own mental health. And I, and I've known, like, I've gone back to songs like Marvin Gaye, you know, like, just like the old, like their songs still pertain to today. And that is kind of, that's sad, honestly, like it should have gotten better, but you take that and you go, they know how it feels. Or even songs from today, and you go, they know how it feels. I'm not alone. Yeah. And I mean, how do you think your or you would want your music to like feel for everybody? How would you want your music portrayed? Um, I definitely uh, would want that. That's I feel like that's all I've ever wanted for any song I've tried to write is for people to heal, and especially especially now. I mean, the songs I've written lately, like every time I show somebody, I'm like, that's my only goal is that you can heal from this because a lot of the songs I've been writing lately have been for black people have been for the black community. I'm like, y'all, we need to heal because like, like, like you said, like they're the, what they show. Sure. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of, black. I feel like a lot of black people, they see, especially, I know my family, they'll see what's on the news and they'll be like, Oh, like we need to, we need to stop this. Like we need to, no fight against like black lives being taken but then my grandparents like they're retired so they'll sit there and watch the news all day and then my grandpa you know lived through civil rights and then burst into tears and it's like I didn't want this for y'all so I'm like I have to create art for you for for the black people like you who are seeing this and then falling apart on the inside because this is not the way we're supposed to live right this is not what we're supposed to see every day we're not supposed to see people falling apart we're not supposed to see lives taken for no reason so yeah that's all I ever want to do with my art I feel like that's one of the main purposes of art is to heal people honestly just heal the world we actually have two questions from Greg Williamson one is going to be do you all think that mainstream society will morph or shift to accept afrocentric or black art in any medium 
Well, it is. I mean, it definitely is. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not like we've always been in the media. We've always been in the, like we've always, well, shoot. I guess in, mm, ask the question again, because I guess I'm thinking about entertainment. <laughs> Even in entertainment, you know, right now. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Like we've seen it in theater right now or just representation in general. You know what I mean? It has to be there or not making us the slave or the maid. I'll say something really harsh, but I think it's gonna be really important. 2017, I graduated school with my bachelor's degree, right? Musical theater, same as you guys, whoop de woo right? Everyone was fiending for agents, right? Everyone was rushing, 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 trying to get out and audition. And I remember saying, and I don't know why I said this, but I think it pertains also to why I moved to a place like Atlanta. I remember saying very clearly and like very seriously within my heart, I don't wanna audition for white people right now. I don't wanna do that. You know what I'm saying? Because what we do, especially for people as young as us, we give ourselves to an industry when we don't really understand ourselves and then they allow our, they allow us to kind of formulate our thoughts for ourselves. Granted, of course, we've all been raised by great parents. So we have some type of system, like some type of thought about ourselves, but where the media is right now isn't in the joyous part of black representation. It isn't always in the most, um, in the most like, what's it called? Exclusive or the most, authentic way of black representation. It's usually in a stereotype. And even when we do it to ourselves, sometimes it could still be a little caught in that web of, well, this is what they want to see. And I think it's also because of what's picked up. You know what I'm saying? Cause we're all not doing it, but it's very hard for people to believe that we have other elements to ourselves besides pain. And mm -hmm. I was already going through so much real personal pain that I wasn't in the mood to play the gay broken kid. I wasn't in the mood to play the gay person whose parents don't accept them. I wasn't in the mood to play the aggressive non-binary black friend. I wasn't in the mood for any of that. And that's why I think because no matter what, I can't create, I can't help but create. So I'll make my own sound. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'll make my own sound. So I that's what I think a lot of black people, go ahead, Khadijah. No, 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 you're fine. You can continue. I was just, one more thought I was just going to say, and I'm sorry for that. I was just going to say, I think what a lot of Black people are learning is we are our own media. We are creating our own media now. Mm -hmm. We are now, and if you guys want to catch on, you're more than welcome to, but we can't keep outsourcing for help anymore because you askew, you skew our vision a little bit and it's not fair. Yes. That's my point exactly. Yeah, that's my point exactly. I, my immediate answer to that question is no. But I think it depends on what uh, side you're looking at it from. And what I mean by that is uh, when uh, Deja said we've always been in the media, that's true. But we've always been in the media, but not as ourselves, because people continuously take our work and take credit for it. So it is ours, but it's just not us. People don't know it's ours. That's, that's just how this how America runs. Um, so will we always be in the media or main mainstream? Yeah, you know, as far as Afrocentric and all of that, but it'd be the same as like Taylor Swift and Kayla, uh, Katy Perry wearing like grills and stuff in their videos. So it's like, is it is it gonna be, is it, yeah, like, is it gonna be like appropriated Afrocentric, you know, or like at its purest form? I'm not really sure at its purest form unless it's coming from us. Um, because there's just no way around it. Like, it's no way around it. Um, but I don't really care to be, I don't know. I feel like the less we care about being like, I think it's important in a sense to be mainstream, but the less we care about it and just start creating our own, 
the better it'll be because we can see from 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 years of examples and, and different artists like even from Elvis Presley, not the founder of rock, um, and all these other uh, all these other people who have you know appropriated our culture and and treated it as their own. I, it's like that's proof that we're amazing. And if we just do our own thing, you know, um, and create our own things and buy black and all of that, um, the, the people will follow, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. creating our own stations or whatever it may be, just being us, you know, people are going to follow that. So I'm not, I'm not convinced that we'll ever be like number one, which is by the way, not even what we're fighting for. We're just fighting to be seen sure. as equal. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, I don't, I don't think, I just, I just think, you know, America is built on a hierarchy. So someone has to be number one. And unfortunately that's not us. So I don't ever see that being, you know, they might give us like, you know, a little bit, you know, but to make us to, to, to put a bandaid over the wound, maybe, you know, but I don't think it's ever going to be how we would need it, you know? Because literally America was built on treating us worse than animals, which is why to this day, animals get treated with more sympathy when they pass away than us. Yeah. It's, it, it was just built that way. So I don't know, I'm not convinced. Maybe somebody else can can feed into that and, and give me their perspective, but I'm not convinced that it will ever be even just because America literally wasn't built on that. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I, f I feel that. But I also have hope for the next generation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like now that they have seen everything, because I feel like since social media plays such a big part and it's mm -hmm. like in your face, because I feel like growing up, I had such an innocence. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I didn't have like a phone in my face or social media to like scan through. Like I could just go out of like and play. You know what I mean? So I feel like now that it's in their face and they're taking action, because I've also talked to say like my papa, right? Like he grew up, he was in the Vietnam War, like all that stuff. He can even see a difference mm -hmm. because it's not just the same like, oh yeah, that's that sucks, but we're not gonna, it's like gonna be a little thing and then pass. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The time and time again thing of it happens and it goes away and everybody just goes back to their daily lives mm -hmm. and they just keep feeding into everything. But now people are actually waking up, the younger generations, and I'm I'm praying that the young creatives, not even, and we're young, so us too. <laughs> well, you know we're not that old, but you know that we'll do stuff that will pave the way for a better media, and a better sound, and not one that is taken, you know, or or molded into what they want or how they want to like fit you into the stereotype of this is how you should sound. This is how you're going to be a mainstream artist because there are so many, you know, mainstream artists that are, you know, reggae, like all this stuff. So it's like, they need to be seen. And then unfortunately the only platforms right now that are letting them do that are on their own, like Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. But the sad thing is it's like, we got to find them too. You know, because that's the, that's another thing. They're hidden. You know, it's not that easy to go out and find a singer unless you like are really looking, you know, and and that's the thing. I feel like we all need to build each other up as artists mm -hmm. and share each other's stories and not just try to promote ourselves. 
-hmm. you know, because I've definitely seen, yes, everybody's making music, but at the same time, it should be like, but what music are you listening to? Mm -hmm. what, what, are you, what are you hearing? What kind of things are, are you thinking that are good for everybody that needs to listen to? Because maybe at the end of the day, you hear a song, you're like, that, that hit me, that did a chord in me. But maybe somebody else needs to hear it. So why don't promote, why don't promote it on your story, on your feed, you know what I mean? So I feel like the, the community as a whole needs to just come together and help each other. So maybe we can all break out of that stereotype. And I'm not saying like, Khadijah, I'm, I'm with you on the whole, I don't think it's ever gonna go away or them trying to make you sound a certain way or the mainstream kind of portray you. But I'm hoping that we can fight back and take it back. You know what I mean? Take our own sound back. Yeah. Well, I do want to clarify. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not trying to sound like super negative um, in the sense that like it's never going to change. Of course, I, of course, we're going to see some change. And we already have because we are protesting, because we are using our voices. Um, so I do think that we will see some change. And just like, you know, we, you know, our our I don't want to say ancestors, but because it wasn't that long ago, but you know, like MLK and Malcolm X and Rose Parks and all of these people before us, you know, fought for um, certain rights that we don't have to fight for today, um, as we are fighting for certain rights that we hope our next generations won't. Um, I feel like it's always going to be something, though. I feel like it's it's always go we're always going to be fighting for some kind of progressive change um, because. America was built on this <laughs> like I don't I really don't like that's that's the only reason why I say that so of course I do think that we're going to see change and um I do hope that I hope for for I hope for more positivity and I hope for more progressive change with everyone I hope that we are seen as equal um you know of course I have hope but um I was just I was just watching a Netflix um documentary um i think it was a docuseries the name is is escaping me right now but um it was about the la riots and those that wasn't that long ago mm -hmm. and it's happening over again so my point in saying that is i feel like we're gonna do this and then years and years and years down the line it's gonna happen again because everybody just goes back to their normal life um, and I would hope that, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I really do. Yeah. I hope that I'm wrong. But this has happened so many times in history. Um, but it's because it's in everyone's DNA. The, the things that we have to teach our kids, you know, like, well, if you get pulled over by a police, do this. Or because you're a black man, be this way in the world. Or because you're a black woman, be this way in the world. You you might receive this type of love inside your home, but outside in the world, you receive this type of love. And why that is, all these things that we have to teach our uh, black and brown kids, the exact opposite in some of the other houses are being taught to their kids. Mm -hmm. you know all the resources that they have okay so this is if you ever get into trouble this is how you get around this law or call this person to do this or you know there's so many there's so many things that are being taught to the next generation of white kids that is the opposite of what what we're trying to teach our kids so I feel like as much as like 
we're fighting for there to be change. The real change has to be in all white people who are watching this. The real change has to be for people who are not of color, white people, to to use their voices. It's it's not up to us. It's not we're not gonna get as far as we want to with just us. It's mm -hmm. just not gonna happen because we didn't build the system. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know any other place that allowed a, a country to uh, a, a allowed people to build a whole country, but then deny them access to that same thing that they built. I and yeah. because it was us, unfortunately, we're we're just not going to see the change that we want unless it's done by the people who created that system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's true too. You know, and that's like a hard cycle, right? Like it's like it just like it's like a never-ending loop. Mm -hmm. We've seen it multiple times. Like just like in art, you know, we have those protest songs that we all know. You know, we have the Black National Anthem. And then there's those moments in time where it's like everything's going strong, but how do we keep going strong? I feel like mm -hmm. that's where we all need to find that. Mm -hmm. That that's gonna that's gonna be like the littlest change. You know what I mean? It's the the keep keep going and don't stop the momentum. You know, and I feel like art helps fuel that. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you can keep creating art. You know what I mean? Like art is your experience, and you're experiencing something new every day. So I feel like as long as people keep creating and keep sh like showing people like this is still happening mm -hmm. and it's not changing and it's in your face, mm -hmm. then at least something will maybe click in somebody's head or maybe make them think a different way or maybe, I don't know, think differently just about somebody that they know personally because we all have those people who are like, I'm in this with you. I mean, yeah, you're my black friend, and that's you know, it. and then but they don't, they don't get it, but yeah. they don't get it. And I, I've had those hard conversations where like, you know, like Taylor, I even showed one of my friends your song that mm -hmm. we're going to play later on, but mm -hmm. I, sh I showed him that and then he finally got it. He finally, you know what I mean? Like something clicked in his head, like, oh, mm -hmm. it's not just say their name. You know what I mean? It's not just a hashtag. You know, it's not just, it's not just Breonna Taylor. You, you know, like it, it was, a, she was a person. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes maybe hearing it through a creative way makes them think, you know what I mean? And the words that are said make them actually like realize like, oh, I need to look inside myself because I'm just like hashtagging on Instagram, like say, say their name, say her name but they don't really think of the person behind that name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. gonna say, I feel like I feel like that's like, you know, we were just previously talking about, you know, is, is art meant to heal? You know, I feel like that's the other side. I feel like art is also meant to convince and to open hearts, you know, and open minds a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny that you, you know, you talked about that with your friend because I was talking to, I was talking to my girlfriend and I was telling her, you know, I really feel like I need, I feel like we need the art that we make to pierce this bubble, to pierce this, you know, this echo chamber in which we create our art. And when we put it out on social media, I feel like you can't just, 
it'll bounce around, you know, it'll bounce around that bubble that we're in right on social media, but it's going to make real change if it like pierces that and it gets to somebody who wouldn't necessarily always hear that, you know, mm-hmm. who wouldn't necessarily always see that art. And then, and <laughs> it's, I was just recently dealing with this because on YouTube, um, I, some random point, and I knew it was going to happen eventually, but all these people just started commenting. I got like 150 comments on my video that was like, F you, like, this is ridiculous. Like, this must be a parody. Is this a joke? Like, this song is crazy. And I was like, whoa, where'd you all come from at the same time? Um, and, you know, I, and they kept bringing up this, this, they kept commenting this link of a different video. And I clicked the link and there's this white man who re-uploaded my song and just made all these racist comments about it. And he was making fun of me. He's making fun of black people. And I was like, whoa. And I just realized, I was like, this is the other side. This is why we make this art because there's a whole nother America out there of all these white people that we don't even see because in social media, it we're in a bubble. We are in a bubble of all these people that, yeah, and it's great because there are so many people that support us, but on the other side, there's a whole nother America. And that's why we create that art. So it pierces that bubble. And I mean, the video is gone. I low-key wish it was still up so people could see it, but it it's I gone because it a bunch of people a bunch of people reported it and it got, the whole channel got taken down for his channel though, right yeah his channel his channel his got taken channel, down for your channel yeah 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 but um but it was crazy because this man like he made videos about everybody he was making videos about Beyonce and I was like why are you gonna call Beyonce you about to get sued like, you can't do that <laughs> the beehive gonna come for you right and it was it was crazy and I was seeing all these comments on all these videos and people were like talking about black people like crazy and I was like there's a whole nother America out there that people don't even notice and and yeah. kind of on the and you know a little bit on the same token what you were saying Khadija is like you can't you 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 white white people got to understand like it's it's not it's not we we really can't do a lot other than keep producing art and keep convincing you of what's really happening, keep opening your eyes so that you really understand what we're going through. And then on the next side, you gotta say something to all the other white people in that other America over there that aren't even seeing what we're saying. Cause we know you know them (laughs) and we know you talk to some of them and you got to convince them of what we're trying to convince you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I I was raised uh, in church. I always say born and raised in church because to say that I was raised in church is an understatement. Anyways, um, I, <laughs> I was born and raised in church and I always had a phrase like told to me, you might be the only Bible that someone reads. Mm. And I think that's very important for art because of exactly what Taylor was saying. Um, because like I said before, there's a whole nother world out there that is being taught exactly this behavior, you know, that is being fed everything that we're trying to teach our kids like against, you know? Um, And that is what America was built on. And so once we keep creating, keep, keep, um, just keep creating, I think, the importance of that is to eventually pierce through that bubble and get enough people 
who are allies. I love Amanda Seals. If you don't know who she is, look her up. But she always says there are white people and people who happen to be white. And um, the people who happen to be white are allies. And they're people who literally are, they're just white, but they are believer of people in the human race. And they, no white person will ever fully understand what we go through. It's impossible but they sympathize and they educate themselves. And then they use their position, they use their privilege to speak out for us because we're not, we're not invited into in a lot of these places where you know the things that Taylor was talking about happened. Um, if you also have it, um, there's a docu-series on, um, on Netflix as well called The Family. And it's about, just a bunch of like older white men who designed this group. Um, it's a cult for like other white men to, it's, yeah, it's I know, I know. Mm. Yeah, they, they designed this like cult for other white men and they portray it as like a Christian um, group. So they make the boys think that it's like this Christian group um, and that they're just devoting their life to God to become a better leader. But it's really pushing um, the agenda of white men being on the top and controlling everything. Um, so it's just it's just like they continue like push these young white kids and feed feed like Christianity into them like oh this is this is for God this is my calling in life um and um I didn't get through the whole thing but I watched it I watched enough episodes to know like this is the other side you know and I feel like we just have to keep going until we push through those bubbles but I also think that's why it's important for us to talk about um mental health in the black in uh the black communities and um the black and brown communities because um there's gonna be times where we gotta tag team like tag your it because i'm tired um and yes. then you go in and you fight and you push and then by the time you get done I, we can tag back you know because you can't there's no way that you can see all of these videos there's no way that you can like use your voice and be out protesting and doing all of this stuff um, and not get worn out, you know, and then also it not get to your mind. There's certain things that you just might have to censor yourself from like, oh, I can't watch the videos today or I'm going to have to take a little fast from social media because all I'm seeing are these videos, you know. Um, so I think the topic of mental health, which is such a taboo in the black community, um, is very important because we need we need each other. You know, we need each other to be able to tag each other in this race because it is a it is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think there's a lot of change that we can see, but there's so much to expose that it's I just don't think it's gonna happen in our lifetime. It didn't happen with our grandparents or their grandparents or their grandparents or their grandparents, uh, who were slaves by the way. So really slavery wasn't that long ago. But but I yeah, I, I do have hope that we can continue. Um, but I also think that's why it's important to talk about things like gentrification as well, because we we don't have any more secret spaces, you know? Black people and people of color need safe spaces. We need spaces to where we can go and just be our full, unapologetic black selves and that be okay. And yeah. that just be for us. But all of these places are being gentrified because they're trying to help us 
get better and look nicer and it's just pushing out all the people who can't afford to live there anymore and um i i think it's i don't know i don't know maybe someone asked me the other day do i do i think that uh we were too premature as a whole for segregation or yeah no desegregation desegregation yeah and I think so. Mm. But I would love to know what you guys think about that. Because I think that my my friend who's Ethiopian, uh, she was my best friend. She was born in um, Oakland, born and raised in Oakland, but she's first generation Ethiopian, um, which is an African, if you didn't know that. And um, she asked me that and she was like, just think about it. Think about it. If we were still segregated, would you have that much of a different life? Meaning have white people or they like to split up. So even if you're like Irish or whatever, you're still white. So um, have, have your friends, I have plenty of like white friends and people who aren't um, of color. Have they changed your life so much that your life would be so different? And I said, no but I think that their lives would be so much different because our culture has influenced their lives so much. Mm. So I think they need, they need us because not the other way around. And I think once we realize that as well, it'll, it'll be a different ballgame. But I would love to know what you guys think about that question. I think there would be more hate in the world. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think people would be as as like, not to say, obviously we're not even like close to everybody being loving, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people that I've worked with who happen to be white, mm -hmm. they're amazing human beings. But the thing is if they were living in that world, would we be friends? Would we, you know what I mean? Like it would yeah. be so different. I don't think yeah. we would be able to come together because they would still be in that kind of household where mm -hmm. maybe their parents didn't meet somebody of color or get that kind of you know, understanding. Yeah. And also because I'm from a mixed household, mm -hmm. like, would I even be here? You know, like, yeah, no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably so, not. I mean, so it's different. You know what I mean? So I feel like yeah. it needed to obviously happen. And I don't think it happened too early because, you know, when is even too early? Yeah. You know, it needed to happen. It needed to happen a long time ago because. Mm -hmm. Mm. even though yes people say we have our rights we don't have them really all of them mm. you know they might not get it in the sense they're like but you can vote but yeah i can't walk down the street and go get some skittles mm. you know yeah, what I mean? but like, even even though we can vote like they change they change those numbers anyway so it's like can i right but the thing is those are the those are the the comebacks you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure and you have yeah. to combat that and be like well you gotta lay it all down mm-hmm I think the yeah, big I, I think the bigger picture though too sometimes is like obviously not the question of well should we ever have been segregated or anything like that but like taking it bigger than um having friendships or meeting your favorite interracial partner or being able to do that's probably about it because everything else we invented you see what I'm saying hockey whatever other white thing there is it came from us first and I think that's more so why we needed to stay segregated to someone like me because now unfortunately 
And I mean, and, but also, also, I get what you're saying, Jody, because it's good, if we were to stay segregated, it would have been very dangerous. There wouldn't be the type of people there are right now. I'll tell you that right now. They wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't, we all would have like militant vibes about us. We all would know how to survive no matter what. You know what I'm saying? We all would know probably how to go ahead and eliminate somebody if we had to, because that's now our with and or without type of survival. But I think that kind of edge can kind of come now because it's time to warrant that anyways. You see what I'm saying? But before then, I think what was really, really, really important about staying segregated is the Black person being able to have time to elevate our mind. We didn't get 400 years in Amer on American soil of financial evolution. We didn't get 400 years on American soil of just like a system that is cultivated to help us out. So imagine if we stayed segregated and though in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, Black Wall Street got burned down, that didn't really, that, that that was scary, sure, but it's not like Black people didn't try to do that again. The only difference was desegregation happened. So then we just were able to split into other places. But imagine if we stayed segregated, Wakanda would be a thing. You see what I'm saying? Whatever, and it wouldn't be in the sense of vibranium or bright colors or anything like that, but a, it's, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. We don't, oh, a lot sure. of us do now, a lot of us do now because I know my parents gave it to me way before my mom even, because I'm from an interracial household too, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like my stepdad was white too. But what I will also say is before that happened, I was able to see within my family because they're from the South and they stood, they stayed in Malvern, Arkansas, how important it is to make sure you dig your heels and you dig your roots into yourself first and what you know. And it's unfortunate that because of segregation, a few generations kind of lost that. And we sometimes we don't know why. Because sometimes, like like I said, every slave wasn't the one trying to hoorah out of your summer snitching. You know what I'm saying? So there's kind of an aspect of that too. Mm -hmm. Like it all depends. It all depends on your mindset. There's no. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer about that. I just think it's about how you were. How we would you react if you got it to be your way? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when you said like somewhere, you know, like we're snitching. I feel like it's survival. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of it came down to me because you said like how generations maybe weren't digging their heels in the culture. It was probably again, survival instincts. Mm -hmm. Like it was like act white, you mm -hmm. know, don't. There was a whole generation um, after like civil rights were like for like five, 10 years, a lot of black girls were getting um, born with like white names, you know, so they could see more passable on resumes. People were trying. Jody, my mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing my mother talked to me about too, because like me and my sister have, uh, me and my sister, a lot of my younger cousins have very um, African origin names. My mother's name is Christy. And we and my sister one day were like, wait, why is your name Christy? And my mom genuinely, because she's again from Malvern, Arkansas, you know, had to uh, tell us that like, look, in the 70s, you wanted to seem as passing or whatever as possible, right? So on paper, it's about being good on paper, you know? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, having um, a white sounding name has definitely got me in more doors than it would have. I know. Like, let's be real, on the phone interviews, I go in for an actual interview, they're like, you're Jody? I'm like, yes, I am, hi. I'm ready for this interview. Thank you. But you know what I mean? Like, and you're right, it gets you in the door. And unfortunately, parents of color have to think that way at times. Yeah. And it sucks because, other people don't have to think about their kid's name down the line, like create, giving them job opportunities. 
or how they're viewed in a certain way. Mm. And it, it's, it's the, the world we live in. And hopefully, you know, when we all have kids and stuff, we can be like, nope, they getting a black name today. Um, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I just. My kids are definitely getting black names. <laughs> just say, yep. For sure. For sure. Okay. For sure. No, but, uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, the generation after us and even right now are just absorbing art, you know, in, in a way that they're just soaking it all up and not maybe like passing over it. Cause I definitely know that like, yes, I grew up with, you know, like grandparents that obviously knew of like black artists, like Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, like all that stuff. But I don't think I ever absorbed their messages until it was like pertaining to my life, mm. like now. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I hope that they listen, you know, mm. and it's not like how we were growing up and I was like, oh, that's a nice song, I, mm. but I don't get it. Yeah, you don't, like you say you get it, but you don't get it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I hope that art will be an outlet for the new generation. And I hope people that are maybe might be scared will just come and start doing it right now. Like if you, somebody came up to you and said, I have a song I'm sitting on, or I have a project I'm sitting on and I am terrified of what people will think. Like Taylor said, how, you know, you got those comments. How as an artist do you push through those comments of hate? Yo, honestly, <laughs> the, the first time I read those comments, it was really difficult. Um, like even to the point where I'm like, my girlfriend was like, don't read them. I was like, okay. I mean, I guess like, I don't know why I was going back to this, but Beyonce probably doesn't read her comments. <laughs> I always think like, what would Beyonce do? Um, but she yeah, at comments. Like, yeah, I feel like it, whatever she does is probably the right thing. I don't know. She's still here. She's doing the thing. Um, and, but then I like, I read a couple of them and I was like, oh, so that was first of all, super difficult for me. Um, yeah. Cause they said some, they, they out there saying some pretty nasty stuff. Um, but I think if uh, another artist was like, yo, how would I get past that? Like, I'm afraid of that. I would tell them, you know, it's it's gonna happen. Like, it's 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 gonna happen. But would th I guess this is what I would say for all those people who are probably going to hate what you do, hate what you say. It's going to be a handful of those people that are going to change their mind. It's going to be a handful of those people who are still going to listen to the song. Because out of all those comments, I kid you not, I read, I went to that guy's video with all those bad comments and I read them. There's about 1,236 comments. I will remember mm -hmm. that number for the rest of my life. Um, and I read all those comments, a good, like, maybe like 50 to 100 were people saying, eh, I kind of get what he's talking about, though. Or they were like, eh, he has a really good voice. The song's not actually that bad. And I went, you listen to the song. You listen to the whole song. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I'm like, the people aren't going to always agree with you. People aren't always going to care what you have to say. But... Mm -hmm. 
it's either you put the song out there and you actually change at least one person's mind and that one person ends up helping you change everybody else's mind or you don't put it out there and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you're going to say, I wish I would have. Should have, could have, would have. what my mom used to tell me. Should have, could have, would have, didn't. You know? <laughs> yeah. This but if you do it, it's that one person, right? Mm-hmm. Just one. That's very good, though. You know, I guess I, I mean, I thought about it, but you never really, like, think about this one person can also affect their small group. And then somebody from their small group can affect their small group. And that's what art does, right? It opens up speaking points. It opens up the conversation. Maybe somebody didn't have the guts to open up this conversation, but through art, they were like, hey, look at this video. Look what he's saying. And then if somebody disagrees, they're like, okay, let's have a discussion. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. it. You know, Mm -hmm. why do you disagree? Why don't you see the same points? And, you know, talk to me, have an open, honest conversation because I know so many times in my life, I've been in those situations where I've been with friends and like, scared to say my opinions now growing up you know you realize like you can't you can't do that for anybody mm-hmm. you know you have to you have to speak your truth and if they don't like it maybe they're not supposed to be there in your life mm-hmm. you know and maybe this opens up those doors for other people maybe to mm-hmm. you know maybe to even get closer with somebody and be like oh i didn't know you were going through that or oh i didn't mm-hmm. know that was your experience like share their stories you know for the people that aren't here anymore like George Floyd Breonna Taylor you know art can be a voice for them as well when you know they're not here for themselves and I feel like that's why art is so powerful because it can change minds and it can create maybe a different sense or pop that person's bubble I guess in a sense you know Um, But we actually have a question from Greg Williamson. It says, is black art celebrated slash embraced in the queer slash LGBTQIA community without fetishizing, fetishizing, you know what I mean, girl. Thank you, it. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it is not. And that's what we're so, I can't cuss, but so tired of, dude. Like, I wish I was kidding, but it's like, no, it's not. And I wish there was an example other than all of the examples I've ever had in my life, but it's like, no, no, no. And it's so unfair because gay people have fought a civil rights fight, right? Gay people also know oppression and they have the nerve, they have the nerve to sit there and also decide to oppress a different group at the same time. While they have the nerve to scream about pride all day long you know what i'm saying atlanta genuinely has its own black pride and like its own regular pride and i love that and i love that and i love that because i saw so many times in los angeles how white weho is a whole different world than what black new york underground gay is how they treat it's like it's like it's it's so prevalent even if you think about some of the professors we've had who have been queer um it's a, they mock us. They don't even do it right. They don't, it's not appropriation. It's literally a mockery. You know what I'm saying? It's a mockery of what sounds cool and what sounds entertaining and what, what, and what was funny. You know what I'm saying? But that's genuinely probably someone's just real personality. That's probably genuinely someone's just real element of joy and black joy that they don't understand because it took them so long to figure out within themselves and it gets taken from us all the time. And I'm so passionate about that question and the answer is no. You guys do not leave us alone when it comes to that because so many white 
queer artists get to adopt personalities off of underground black artists who have been fighting for years and they get to make it to the top off of adopting someone else's brand and it is not fair. It is not fair and it is not fair. And it's it's probably one of the, I think it I think sometimes that's a little more of a disrespect than like a straight white person being disrespectful to me because you all you're begging for something too bro you're begging for something too and then you have the nerve to get what you want and take some more oh you know what I mean it's hard that's why I do what I do yeah yes you do yes you do and so you can you elaborate on that like your events and everything yeah so what we do um we literally like genuinely put on showcases once a week where we make sure our lineup is only queer people of color or at least queer people you know what i'm saying and if if they're not people of color they're definitely allies not just anybody you know what i'm saying and what it is is giving people um a safe place what's so interesting is those queer people are accessible just like remember like how there was always token white people there's kind of now i mean token black people now there's token gay people we're not still like as frivolously invited into the industry as like the industry likes to make it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes there's one too many gay people and now you can't say anything around the queers because it might be too fragile of a situation. So what we try our best to do is make sure this is your gymnasium because obviously your your goal, everyone's goal should be to get to higher levels every time, but like a gymnasium for queer people to understand that what they have is special and what they have is allowed to be shared to the world. But if you want to workshop it through other queer artists first, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? To feel safe about what you're doing. But the whole goal is just, is genuinely to create a safe place for queer people to perform because I've even noticed it's two different audiences when I decide to be my masculine presenting self in front of gay people and decide to be my my masculine presenting self in front of a bunch of straight people, black or white, you know what I'm saying? That's still, a whole fight in its own too. So we try our best to make sure for this day, for this part of your career, you have a safe place to go balls to the wall, you know? Be yourself. Yeah, always. You know? Always. Yeah. And that that's important though, to give them like that space as artists to be themselves because maybe they were scared to do that in another setting. And now they're going to be like, you know what? I did it once, I can do it again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Exactly, the gym training. Yep, exactly. They do. Oh, I love that. You know, there's always that point in your life as an artist where you're scared and then you do something and then you're like, oh, I'm fearless. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like that one little thing, like you put yourself out there and you're like, why didn't I ever do that before? Like, why was I too scared to, to do like the simplest thing? It's like, oh, okay, somebody might not like it, but it's not meant for everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm not, as an artist, I'm not here to please you. Like I'm here to please myself and to please my soul and to, Mm -hmm. you know, create what I want to create. And if you like it, I love that. If you don't like it, pass it along. Maybe somebody else needs it and you, you know, that's the thing. Um, But we also have another question from John Peterson. As a theater company, a platform for people to use their voices, what can we do to help continue to serve as a catalyst for the change? Hi, more black people and people of color. 
And it's also hire them when it's not um, the color purple or Aida, but hire them all the time. And make sure you also hire mm -hmm. them when you're trying to do something interracially funky so we can help you not be racist. Yes, and hire them not even just for like an entertainment purpose, hire them to direct things, hire them to assist like in the background, like, you know, and put them in positions of power. Don't just hire them as an assistant. And then as an assistant, all they do is go get your coffee, your lunch, mm -hmm. like have them really organize things. And uh, yeah, I think that we need to see more people of color, um, black or not, just people of color in general, in specifically in entertainment, um, in positions that like, the topic doesn't have anything to do with race. So like Deja just said, like something other than the color purple or anything that's black or like hairspray, that's obviously something that's like black on white. But it's when, it, when it's just a general story, like anybody could be cast as this, mm -hmm. anybody cast a person of color. And that will change the narrative. It'll be great. It, it shows people of color need to be shown in a different light. People of color need to be shown doing something that has nothing to do with their skin. Just living. Like, I just want to live. I just want to share a story about, I mean, white people do it all the time. There are movies about people going to get a dog and then they train the dog and the dog talks. Why can't that be a black person? Like, the story is about nothing, but... I like dogs, so why can't that be a black person? You know, like that's that's a weird, like you know, little that's a weird example, but like it happens all the time. True. Like there's you so know? many movies and stories and plots that we're, just, what are we talking about? Yeah, we're just to piggyback off of what Khadija's saying, it's like just give us, like Issa Rae said, I wanted to play normal, I wanted to play boring because everyone else kept giving me a character. But also to answer um, Mr. Peterson's question, also bigger than the, again the actor just allow people of color, brown or black, to have an opinion, bro. Allow us to also speak on something, like allow us to be in the room, the writer's room, the creative direction room, and not just as a fly on the wall to make sure you're not racist, but to genuinely help cultivate the project you are trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I think that's more so important. It's like, let, let our hands be in the pot too, and let us really put our, our hands in the pot too so we can, because really when you get two minds together, black or white, and something is supposed to happen that's supposed to be powerful, it'll happen. But if you keep neglecting a hand and you don't let it get into the pot, that's why you keep having mundane, excuse my language, my abbreviation, BS, that now you keep asking yourself, how do I be better? How do I be better? You should have let me put my hand in the pot in the first place. You would have yeah, to ask sure. We've been knocking on the door for so long. We've been knocking on the door for so long. And it's just like, all you have to do all you have to do, Mr. Peterson, is you and your company just have to listen. You just have to listen. And make sure you don't ask the question on Black History Month or Juneteenth, but ask the question on Christmas. Ask the, Chris, ask the question on Thanksgiving when it really matters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I think it's to be helpful. Yeah. Don't let there be like a token Black person. There shouldn't be a token anything. There There's token no tokens. We don't want any numbers. tokens. Equal numbers. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just about black people either. Just any person of color, like anybody. Anybody who you're not used to. It doesn't even have to be a person of color. If, if you're if you're American American, why don't you get somebody from France who's straight out of the the land of freaking France, so you guys so you can understand something 
different, bigger than you. That's all it ever really is. And I think that's the problem. People stick to what they're used to so much that they forget there's a whole diaspora of just different types of black people, different types of ethnicities, different types of you. You know what I'm saying? But you're deciding to stay in your pocket about what you're used to. And that's kind of why theater companies have to ask themselves these questions because you keep looking in the mirror instead of reading a book or something. I don't know, you know? And I think theater companies in general need to be diverse, not just with the black community, but with Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, Khadija, there doesn't need to be a token anything yeah like you know what i mean there doesn't need to be just or the stereotypical like this culture plays this part because it's like the black girls we're always a sassy one you know we're always or like i don't know why black people are mostly like the um the like the jokester you know what i mean or like the the comic relief relief. Mm -hmm. yes and i'm just like but why can't a black person be serious Mm-hmm. why can't a black person be the you know the intelligent one in the group and not just the goofy one like you know mm-hmm. or just why does it always have to be you, yeah just like, like the extra with just one line who doesn't have really any personality they're just happy to be there and they're pretty right <laughs> right yeah. you know yeah. and and why base your like casting on that why can't you just base your casting on talent yeah you know what I mean if somebody but I mean I know the answer Huh? I said, I know the answer because we keep saying why, 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 why. You got to pay attention to when um, entertainment was made, the Great Depression, right? It was a great time to distract people, distract from the status quo, distract from the hard time we're having now. Like right now, the conversation we're having also within this form of art, if you don't do it correctly, it can be just a distraction, right? So now everyone in that time was aware of what we were capable of, but also wanted to not give us our credit, wanted to mask, you know, the situation we have going on. So it's just like, you, I just, I don't even know what I was trying to get on because I got excited, but it's just like paying attention to the patterns, paying attention to like every culture will admit, well, won't admit, but they'll know that there's, they, they saw something, they liked it and they took it instead of seeing something, liking it and involving us. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's a huge difference between involving and taking. There's a huge difference from admiration and appropriation. So mm-hmm. that's, I think, what also companies need to understand is like, it's not about, like Jersey Mike's, it's not about changing your BLT to your BLM. It's about making sure your mm-hmm. making sure your managers, making sure your employees know how to speak to people when there's a disagreement. Because every time, people are usually cool, which is usually when there's that one disagreement, now I'm an N-word all of a sudden. But we were just hanging out outside two weeks ago. Like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like, it's bigger, it's bigger than the sandwich. It's bigger than the color purple you decide to put on once a month. It's about making, taking an initiative and not being performative, but being genuinely deciding to take a spiritual trip to change all of your chakras to be a better person. It's really not about, it's, all of this is going to align to how you think about yourself and how you think about others at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And if you're a bad person, you're not going to get it. Your theater company is not going to get it. Your shoe line is not going to get it. Your, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're a bad person and you can't get out of the idea of what you've been taught so much to see a bigger picture, then it's, it's not about, it's not about what 
we can give you in your theater company. It's about what you need to change in your heart to be a better mm. theater company. Mm. If you don't mind me adding something right before, um, my apologies, but um, I, I do want to emphasize, educate yourself. Don't let it be the black person's job to educate you on black issues. Like don't let the black person be there to educate you on that, you know? Educate yourself. It's so easy. We have to educate ourselves on our own history. So if we can do that, then please, it's, it's simple. Just educate and listen. Educate and listen. That's it. Educate and listen and you'll be fine. Yeah, educate. That's the big one. So we have a question from Jay Iman. He says, how do you all feel about white screen actors and voice actors stepping down from their roles to make space for black artists? Is it helpful and should other allies do the same? Let me tell you something, if you guys don't mind, because I'm so passionate about this, that is not the freaking point, bro. Again, why was art made to distract? We don't care about voiceovers. I swear to God, Min, uh, what's her name? Missy on Big Mouth was a biracial character. The white woman could have stayed. What we need to worry about is the government. We're not worried about y'all's cartoons or our cartoons, bro. We understand it's an illusion. I'm so passionate about this because one, I love Big Mouth and I don't care that a white woman did it. But what I do care about is how they treat me when I go outside and decide to step outside of my illusion i don't care about the cartoon we don't that's that's honestly an insult jenna marbles deciding to quit her youtube channel instead of this instead of talking about it that's a victim mindset you guys are being victims you're, you're deciding to quit instead of deciding to talk about it we don't care about the cartoon we care about the government who decides to kneel on our back every day. We enjoy the cartoons. We enjoy the YouTube channels as long as we don't get too disrespectful. But what we don't like is that we have to go outside and step out of an illusion that does not give a crap about us. Mm -hmm. So again, Jersey Mike's, Big Mouth, Jenna Marbles, you all are making performative actions and not real actions. That's mm -hmm. performative. Stepping down as a as a black voiceover, it's nice, but they already could have hired Cree Summers if they wanted to, they knew that. Mm -hmm. And there should be more Cree Summers, by the way. It shouldn't course, just be Cree Summers, which love Cree Summers, but. Don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Of course, always hire more black voiceovers, but what it is, it's bigger than that. Because if the show was already four seasons deep, make a whole episode where the black character is the main character for the episode and talk about what's going on. Stop quitting when you could be making a movement to make it better. That's what drives me up the wall. People decide to quit and remove themselves from something instead of use that same exact voice that we all, even black people fell in love with to just do something better. Help and us this fight. That's where I have a problem with it too because when they like announce it, it's kind of like a, I'm gifting this to you. Yeah. Instead of I'm using my platform as a way of speaking out. Like I, I'm this character and this is how I feel instead of it. Cause it does, it feels like a, I'm gifting black actors this. Like what are you talking about? I'm gifting you a chance to be a voice actor. Like that's how it feels. Like it feels more like a, like a PR stunt to be yeah. honest. Yes. Than like a genuine, you know what I mean? Because they do have those platforms. They have those listeners. They have the, they have people watching them. So why can't you use your voice instead of just saying I'm stepping down? Yeah. I think the problem for me is that these people genuinely think that they're helping. 
Um, and I think that's the bigger issue. Um, and I think that's the reason why white people need to educate themselves and they need to listen because we've been saying things like this for, I don't know, as long as we've been here. Um, and I think that if people would just stop for a minute and just listen to what it is that we're asking for, then there really wouldn't be an issue because the same, the, the actor who played Cleveland decided to do the same thing. Yes. And I was just like, oh my God, I just drew Cleveland on the jacket. Like I, I freaking Don't love care. Cleveland. Like, no, but it would be dope if they decide to, because they talk about in these shows, they talk about so many topics, but instead of like picking on Whitney Houston when she dies about her drug habit, why don't we take, take that and put it towards something positive for the black community. There's so many different, there's so many different examples where that happens, where like black people are still being portrayed as these jokes. And it's not only offensive, but it's just really ignorant. And I feel like there's a thin line between like comedy and like, it's, it's not really funny. And, the, and those jokes, those, mm -hmm. those jokes, those, uh, those uh, shows kind of ride that line, but I feel like if, if these producers, directors, these these actors, voiceover actors would use their platform, like you said, um, and listen to us, it's it's just, everybody needs to just, whoever's listening to this, if you're not black, if you're not a person of color, listen and educate, listen and educate. Yeah, it's just unfortunate yes. that like white people's form of sympathy and or empathy is a form, is in currency. Right, it's not in real um, value of self. It's not in real desire to change to change ideology. Like again, and I'm not trying to front on the person who asked that question, but instead of how does my because if you have to ask the question, how does my theater company become a little more better at whatever, whatever, whatever involving black people, you might need to ask how do I, how do yes. I. How do I? So it's not about your business. Again, it's not about your currency. It's about you. It's about you. A lot, a, a, to, to, to contrary belief, black people have enough money. We got money. We have bread, bro. It's not shown on TV, but it's there. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna change it into that kind of conversation. But what I will say is, it's unfortunate that white people's form of empathy slash sympathy is in currency. Make it about your heart and about yourself, and then it won't be about you playing a cartoon character. It'll just be about making sure when everyone gets on the same page, they write an episode about how everyone can be better throughout the next season of the show. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, about, it's not about, it's not about again, Jersey Mike's changing their BLT to a BLM because they put a hyphen over Mado. No, it's about making sure your hiring process is a little, is a little different in rural areas like the South. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. It's not about the currency. It's about how you make, how, it's just literally about frequency. It's about how you decide to make sure your heart beats within this movement. And it's unfortunate that a lot of these white businesses are thinking with their wallet. Yeah. And it's also just as disrespectful. I was gonna say, first of all, I had no idea that Jersey Mike's changed this language to a BLM. Me either. Mato? Yeah. Mato. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Second of all, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything everybody said because one of the things that really made me mad was uh, this new show, Central Park, that's on, it's like on Apple TV or something. And Kristen Bell plays um, a mixed character, a daughter of 
the actor Leslie Odom Jr. and some other actors, a black man, husband, a black dad, thank you, a black dad and a white mom. And there's two mixed kids. And Titus plays the son and Chris and Bell plays the daughter. Hold on, I love Titus. I'm sorry, what show is this? It's called Central Park. You better watch it. It's hilarious. It's a new one. Titus plays the son and he's the funniest person to the show. I'm sorry sorry to cut you off, Taylor. It's fine. It's fine. You should watch it. I'll plug that all day. Um, But Chris, you know, Chris and Bell stepped down and she was like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm like, you just, y'all could have just had that conversation on the show. This is a mixed child. It's a A mixed white child. You are a white woman. Have the conversation, you know, have this dialogue on the show. The show already started. I mean, you might as well just keep going. Keep it going, yes. But that's the thing. It's like, why does this make them start thinking about it when they were offered the role? Because they're already racist. Everyone is showing their racism right now, bro. And it's so freaking funny because if you're not racist, you don't have to quit anything. If you're not racist, you don't have to feel like anything. Because again, if, if, again, like say, 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 say I'm a white person. Mm -hmm. I'm a white person. Am I, and you know, Kristen Bell decides to quit my show. I'd be like, no, Kristen, I'm so happy you're concerned about this. Let's write a show. If you let, if you, quitting is a victim mindset. Quitting is a victim mindset. When you quit, you know you're in trouble. You see what I'm saying? When you quit, you know that you don't, you're not gonna like the outcome of what's about to happen. When you quit, you know, you're not gonna be able to bounce back from what's about to happen until you decide to move from it. You know what I'm saying? Same, it's like, I think all of these, I think everyone is literally showing their racism rather than defending racism as a whole right now. And thank you. Move out of the way. If that's how it's going to be, thank you. Move out of the way. But it's like stepping down from something instead of, instead of changing the narrative is not the point. It's not the point. That's not what we're asking for. We're not asking you to quit anything you're doing. We're not asking you to give it to us. We're just asking you to have the conversation because these, these people don't realize how big their platform is. These, some of these people have some of the biggest platforms in the world. Please yeah. just make a special edition. Everyone should be doing special edition episodes right now, not quitting. Yeah. Everyone yeah. needs to be back on Netflix, back on Amazon, get off of their little quarantine break and make special edition episodes so their white audiences can start talking rather than quitting and being like, instead, I'll just not do that. Let me just not do anything okay. black. That's not What's the point. point? Yeah. yeah like, the community through art. So what do they need to do? Use their voice. Use their voice, bro. There you go. That's the but thing. But I think, yeah. I think, it, I think it, it does reflect how, how people actually already feel. Um, and I, I think that's important to highlight because if you was really about it, you would have the conversation. But because conversation makes you extremely uncomfortable, for whatever reason, I don't know why, maybe because we're gonna see actually who you are and you don't want that, um, then you're gonna quit. Uh, but I, I I, don't know, like all of these companies, like when I was watching Netflix, they decided to have a Black Lives Matter uh, channel or whatever, and they suggested that I go to it. And I was like, but I wanna watch this, like I don't. And then I looked through it and it was like, just, it was all like, literal like black lives matter stuff it was like literal it was just like i don't want to be sad today i want to watch a comedy can i go watch a comedy like i don't it's 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 somewhat similar to like today when i was um 
looking at like vendors for for culture tents for clothes and i was like you know what i really want to have a uh i want my website to have all sizes i don't want there to be a specific plus size section like i want you to go to whatever article of clothing that you want and then it just has all of the sizes because i'm tired of going to stores and i have to go to this one baby section over in the back for plus size or for whatever size that I want to wear. Um, and that's it. But then everybody else has the whole store. And I was like, that's, it's kind of similar to that. It's like, we don't want this little section. We don't want this little corner in your brand or whatever, because that's not what we're fighting for. Like, we just want to be there. And we're just saying that we're not there. We're not represented fairly. And if we can, we, if we can get that through people's head, then I think we'll, we'll, be able to see actual change and maybe the first statement that I make will will actually change. Do I have hope that we can do that? Yeah, because I'm an optimistic person. Do I think that it's gonna happen in my lifetime? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I agree. I agree. It's not a, like I feel like Hulu, Disney, Netflix, everyone is like, here's the black section. Wasn't that the problem in the first place? We had a I black do. bathroom. Now we got a black movie section. It's like yeah. What? Bro, you're showing your app. <clears throat> but that's the thing, they're showing missing butt, the bro. point. They're just mm -hmm. doing it to appease an audience. That no, they it's because are now, it's now it's, like I said, white people do not have empathy or sympathy till it affects currency. It's a trend now at this point. Because again, if if you everybody loves Disney Plus, but now that every black person is mad, let me make sure they see Black Panther as soon as they get on here. Because we mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm care about yeah. them no instead mr disney why don't you let a little more black artists a little more black illustrators a little more black voiceover people in your office that's all we care about we know there's black movies we know the names of them we'll look them up ourselves we got that part but what i want to yeah. see in the credits is khadijah what i want to see in the credits is taylor what i want to see in the credits is jody you see what i'm saying that's what mm -hmm. we want to see we get it's everything right now is like a cute little blanket of like BLM. Everything is dressed very nice and BLM and has a nice ribbon. But when you get down to the core of it, it's still the same. It's still the same BS. But you brought up currency earlier and because white people only speak currency, they're letting us know that by saying like, oh, we're going to give you a section or we're going to try to give you what we want because we can't survive without the black people. We all mm -hmm. know this. So mm -hmm. that's, that's really what the agenda is. If we were all to leave and not support these companies, they would not survive without the black dollar period. Like we, America would not run the way that it is without the black dollar. So if we, if all of us know that, like we need to get that because then we'll just pump out more of our own stuff. But that's, I think that's really the problem and what they're worried about. And the reason why they're trying to do this, they don't really care. They don't really care because if they cared, this would have been done a long time ago. These are the same conversations that my parents had, that their parents had, that their parents had for centuries, like literally for centuries. So they don't care. Like they know that this is going on. They're the ones who started it. So like they know, they absolutely know they just need our dollar. That's yeah. it. And now we just need to be more aware where our, where our dollar goes to. You exactly. Know, exactly. Businesses. Exactly. You know, don't feed into, because, you know, people don't realize that for every white business, there's a black business that has the exact same thing. And mm -hmm. it might be even a better product, but you just didn't research it. And it might be really close to you. And it might be your friend. And it might be your friend. Like, and I think that's what people are really having a hard time with understanding because we're so used to seeing a business 
branded in such a certain way, organized in such a certain way. But like, if you need a resource, I'm sure someone in your black neighborhood has access to that too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, I'm seeing the time and we still have to play all of your music and all stuff. <laughs> so um, everybody, we do have a treat for you this episode. These amazing artists were actually kind enough to lend us their material and we are actually gonna show it to you. So I'm so excited. Please listen and learn. Don't just have it as your background. Okay, take the time to actually watch it and you know, pass it along. And I'm gonna make sure that um, I'll put something in the Facebook for all of their Instagrams and so where you can keep following them because they're creating every day. And I think you need to watch them, you know, and they're educating all three of them and they're doing an amazing job for the community through their art and through their voice and using their platform. Thank so you. I really, yeah. And I, I admire all of you for being that voice for, you know, for people that, maybe are having a hard time being one or just, you know, having a hard time finding somebody that they can connect to and they're connecting through your art. So that being said, now we're gonna go and watch all their videos and we're gonna be actually gone for the night. This is gonna be our last thing is watching their videos. So I just wanna say thank you for coming on the show and I hope everybody has an amazing night. Thank, thank you, you for having, having me. Thank you. Bye guys.
unprepared The world sees black No matter what you wear So little black boys and girls don't cry We'll fight to find an alibi So you can go outside And never die We will try But with my hands up, head down, yes, master still alive. Breathe. You're scared of me. And I'm scared that you would never find the decency to love me. Breathe. Why are you scared of me? I'm trying to fight my own battles, ones you created to get ahead of me. Breathe. While I still got this life in me, can you find it in your heart to walk beside me? Breathe. I'm only human. And just like you, I got emotions and feelings. Breathe. Question. What do you see when you look at me? A no good, drugged out rapper wannabe? <laughs> well, what I want to be is free. Cut these shackles loose so I can walk to the store alone, please. Did you learn this from your mama? Because mine taught hymns and scriptures for times like this. She said, baby girl, keep your head up. God is listening and he's always by your side. But did I get it out tone so he can listen to you? Cause the world is in your favor and I'm on the bottom of your shoe. Hmm. But you're trembling. And in my final moments I realize this must be God willing. But don't shoot me. Please. Don't shoot. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. 
Good night, guys. Thank you.